Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. I'm back! Ba-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. There you go. And the mysterious hell. Hello, my beautiful babies! We're back, baby! Yeah! Oh, air horn noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we just got Ernie Ellis here! Woo! <laughs> yeah, we, we we got everyone back together, and we're like, you know what? We're just going to go full zoo crew. We're just doing it. This is, yeah. <laughs> any, any, excuse, any excuse to do uh, air horn noise with your mouth? It's so fun. If if oh. you haven't done it in a while at home, I suggest trying it. <laughs> so infectious too. Oh god, yeah. We're we're all poisoned now. It's 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 more transmittable than than Omicron. It's the it's the absolute most powerful force on all of Earth. So, uh, yes, the boys are back from their sojourn elsewheres. We have returned. Boy, boy. For... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we were you doing a the, fog the, horn? Uh, no, I was just doing a sad air horn. I, <laughs> I mean, but what what is a fog horn if not a sad air horn? <laughs> I mean that's that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what it's there to to help cut it's through. Fog just sad, sad air. air. Yeah, fog just yes. sad air. Here, yeah, yeah we're we're lighting we're lighting off our return mm-hmm. special with a bang. We're back. Yes. New Year, new uh, <laughs> what is fog if not sad, sad air? Fog is sad air. The podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So while we are uh, currently giddy and frivolous now that we're finally all back in the studio, uh, riffing and yucking it up, we do talk about QAnon. So we have to put up the content warning. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon. 
which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So uh, let's look. Let's look at the news. Oh wait, what's that? We have breaking news. Behind uh, January twelfth, beep 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 beep. Breaking news from the <laughs> digital front. Gates' girlfriend gives up the goods. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes, that was excellent. So uh, yes, uh, the uh, news that is now uh, sw- hitting all the major outlets and is now ablaze on Twitter is that uh, Matt Gates' uh, ex-girlfriend, uh, ha- who is quote-unquote seen as a key witness in the ongoing investigation into alleged sex trafficking, uh, entered uh, Orlando Federal Courthouse with her lawyer on Wednesday. So... She is testifying, she either has recently testified or is currently testifying before a grand jury about uh, the shit Matt Gates was doing vis-a-vis uh, women who are underage that he was giving money to on Venmo with notes that basically read, not sex, because that would be illegal. I would never do that. Love hotel yeah. emoji, yeah. Cu- <laughs> cucumber emoji, splash emoji, money emoji. Yes. <laughs> Little girl emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield face. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I remember like, I remember like a million years ago, uh, back when like Obama was president or some shit, when this like Matt Gates uh, investigation first kicked off. And it was like, so it was like, oh shit, that piece of shit Matt Gates is going to finally get his. And then the investigation just sort of like vanished and he was just out on television acting as though he was not about to be indicted for underage sex trafficking and the Republican party was totally cool with him. And now, uh, I mean, on the one hand, I'll believe it when I see it, but on the other hand, this, this seems like it's pretty important. This seems like a big move towards, uh, this asshole finally uh, getting his mugshot taken again because he got busted for a lot of DUIs. It's taking forever, but I guess when you come for a sitting congressman that gets to just stand in cam- stand in front of cameras all he wants, you have to, you know, when you take a shot at the king, you best not miss. And I, I don't think he's a king, but you really can't afford to miss on this one. Oh yeah. Like I remember uh, seeing like a couple months ago that they, that Gates had like hired a bunch of out of state attorneys mm-hmm. and we people were saying, about it. Yeah, and people were just saying like you hire out of state people to just go fucking hog wild and just like trash the police, trash everybody. Cause you're just doing it. It's just win at all costs. So when you know, that's what Matt Gates's view on this thing is. You got to know what the government's view is also win at all costs. So we're going to make sure all our ducks are in a row before we grab right. this guy. So, uh, I mean, here's to hoping. I mean, some like it's really crazy that like Devin Nunes, who is just a moron and a Trump bootlicker, managed to like ditch out of Congress faster than Matt Gates. Like it, it was just like, hey, I like being a congressman. I'm Devin Nunes. I sued an internet cow. People know me as a moron. I'm just going to leave because now Trump's going to give me money to run whatever the hell it is that is his latest scam. Meanwhile, Matt Gates is like, nope, congressman for life, never leaving, don't care how much oh. heat is on me, not going to resign so I can like try to prepare my legal defense against this this case I'm going to catch soon. Nope, just just 
living my life, just living Matt Gates's best life forever. No fear of the fact that I'm about to be hit with like a huge indictment that could put me in jail like for forever, basically. Hopefully Gates ends up rolling over on people that are powerful, more powerful enough than him that this becomes like a big deal. And at some point they make a movie out of it because I'd really like to see Joel McHale get some more work. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not the perfect casting for a Matt Gaines. That would be great. Lifetime yeah. movie. Oh, God. Oh, man. So uh, the, yeah, that that would the, that would be like the actor who played Hitler in Downfall, just absolutely nailing a monster for a role. Music's like so good. Uh, I yeah, I just I just want to see it happen. I mean, I just want to see that because the fact that QAnon and the right have just spent so long railing at everybody for being pedophiles and monsters. And they've just pretended this whole time that Matt Gates isn't that, that he isn't someone who is, isn't literally the monster they claim to hate. It's, it's just hilarious to me. And yeah. Oh, I, I they could come out for their official stance on it to be, I want QAnon's official stance to be, eh, 17 is close enough. Haven't, <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I? While I am locked out of my uh, Sarge Twitter account, I have seen several QAnon dum dums comment upon uh, upon the age of consent. Uh, now that I'm back on, uh, I just, I, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Like it saved the children, but is seventeen really a child? I mean, yeah. hmm. it's just it's just that kind of thing where they just get like super creepy about this stuff, and it's like, hey. You guys hate Alan Dershowitz, and that's all that guy ever does is talk about the different like delineations of pedophilia that I've erased from my brain because I don't want to know those words because they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's, it... hey man, this, this is what you get for being an expert in this particular field. You you have to know you have to know what the the like the 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 like death rave. To regular rave delineations of subgenres of pedophilia. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, it's it, it was nice to take a break because I I needed to step away from the darkness for a little while. Uh, but oh boy, we are just right back into it, and yeah. What's really funny about it to me is that Matt Gates is such a goddamn clown that it's like, how can he, like, I always figured, like, if he, like, got in trouble or any guys like him, it would be something stupid like like a drug charge or something like that. Just just the fact that he's into underage women and he pays them for sex, it's just like, man, really? Like, you're, like, the Republican Epstein here, that's... That's our. That's our. That's Matt Gates's crime. It's like you, you idiot. What is wrong? With, why can't you just embezzle money like a normal person, or just, <laughs> just do like some every other work. politician? Like all these, some... like all these politicians not voting for banning themselves from trading stocks while in office. Right. Exactly. Just, just do some white collar grift, you idiot. I mean, God. Nope, he's, he just has to take us right down the road of, pe of pedophile town. It's it's so bizarre, and I um our our hero that we Ill, we haven't even gotten to in what we do out of shadows, Liz Crokin, uh, when she did like the Free Britney documentary because she was trying to weave QAnon into that shit, 
Um, got on that way too late. <laughs> oh yeah, way too late. Oh my god. Oh man, talk about missing your mark. But uh, she cast Matt Gates as the hero in that movie. Like late in the movie, she was just like some congressman, some politicians are standing up for Britney, like Matt Gates, and it's just like. Yeah, I really want to think about like the guy who's again trafficking in underage women as being the defender of a woman's rights uh, for her uh, ending her conservatorship. Yeah, Matt Gates, that was an interesting choice for your hero in that film. There, Liz, uh, good, good job. So, uh, talking about that, talking about this creep is bumming me out. Do we want to do we want to move forward and uh, get, get away from Matt Gates and his giant forehead and his legal woes? Yeah, I was about to ask if you wanted to talk about a real hero, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I think it's time to talk about Tucky Tuck in the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. So our boy, Ted uh, Cruz, decided that he was going to call the 1-6 attack a act of terrorism, which it was. And after he did this, uh, he went on Tucker Carlson's show and Tucker decided to let him know you're not allowed to call the 1-6 incident an act of terrorism, mostly because white people who support Donald Trump did it. And uh, Tucker basically, uh, like, just whacked, he Ted Cruz was a dog and Tucker was just whacking him on the nose of a newspaper over and over again, telling him he was a bad dog and he did a bad thing and he'd never do it again. And Ted Cruz just meekly caved to Tucker in the most pathetic, just rolling over and showing your belly, just giving up, just, I'm sorry, Tuck, I didn't mean to call it terrorism. (laughs) It was a slip of the tongue, you know. People get all heated when an army of people rush into a building to try to kill you, and you just say some things that maybe you shouldn't have said, but... I mean, let's let let's let bygones be bygones. Let's all just kind of water under the bridge. This kind of thing. One six. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't terrorism bad, right? Am I right? And repeatedly, Tucker Carlson was like, "No, I'm going to continue to flog you on television <laughs> in front of my yeah. audience, yeah, so that, so that they can all achieve maximum release." <laughs> and because boy, the- howdy, he just would not let Ted Cruz off the hook. It was great. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even the first time that Ted Cruz has called it terrorism. Uh, The boys over at Knowledge Fight found clips where on at least 16 different occasions, Ted Cruz had had called it terrorism. So... Yeah, yeah, they had gotten that from a bunch of. Uh, I saw it all over Gab. Gab, because yeah. because Gab hates everybody, so they of course they hate Ted Cruz. But Gab, all the people on Gab were just like Ted Cruz has called this an act of terrorism seventeen times previously. This is not a slip of the tongue. This is what he really thinks. Ted Cruz is not one of us. He's a piece of shit. And when, whenever it is that he's going to be up for re-election, because we don't really follow politics that well, and we don't know what the <laughs> Work, but but whenever that day comes, we need to get rid of that guy because he sucks. And they're just—I mean, they're just like so in it to win it, frothing at the mouth, just full of anger at anyone who calls a spade a spade. I mean, it—it's it, so—it's—it uh, it, it just blows my mind that like this is that the one that one six is this bizarre Schrodinger's event where. 
Uh, nothing happened. There was no violence. It was boring as hell. But it was also this uh, Soros-funded, Antifa-caused, uh, deep state attack on our capital designed to cow the Republicans uh, from doing their actual job and decertifying a fraudulent election and reinstalling Trump as president. Oh, Mike, we all know it's false flag. That's like it was false flag that same day, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, uh, they were by like four o'clock. Everyone was denouncing the Q shaman as an obvious Antifa deep, uh, deep cover plant that had been that had infiltrated QAnon for years before this, only to reveal himself at the moment the deep state needed him as a prop for their <laughs> fake, their fake terrorism. I mean, it, it's just so funny that you just see so many people that like did bad things that day and they're all hardcore trumpers they're all hardcore maga believers marjorie taylor green and 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 matt gates and all these other people are like the terrible conditions of these poor political prisoners in 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 the and it's like why why are they prisoners if why are you mad if they're antifa why are you upset if they're not MAGA people. Like, how did uh, like three hundred like just innocent doe-eyed MAGA believer QAnon believers get rounded up and put in jail while all the Antifa agitators like slinked into the shadows and avoided detection? It, I, I that's, cannot... how, that's how deep the conspiracy goes. Soros yeah, is uh, they, they they desperately want their cake and to eat it too. Like. Yeah, Paul Gosert is constantly on Gab saying, what has happened to the 1-6 Patriots is a crime, and when we take power, we will not forget what they did to them. And it's like, who is them? Again, like, they, you told me that it was Black Lives Matter. So, like, are you telling me that Black Lives Matter has a point? Like, what are you trying to say? Explain the conspiracy to me and try to do it in less than 3,000 words. You can't! it's just it's just so baffling that this is what we're doing and now we've got uh jim jordan uh saying that like if he gets subpoenaed by the one six committee he will not uh accept he'll just ignore it so we're now getting to the point where sitting representatives of congress may be held in contempt of congress uh i i don't know i mean mark meadows has been referred for a contempt of congress charge so on the one hand, Republicans have told us that 1-6 was done by the left. On the other hand, Republicans refuse to investigate 1-6 ever under any circumstances. They don't want to know what happened because they know what happened. And what happened was the, the bad guys did it, which is not us. No, never, never us. No, yeah, never I, us. Everyone on Fox News tweeting like Donald Trump's people to like, just, to, just begging them to tell Donald Trump to call off those idiots because it was making everybody look fucking terrible this is like hey it doesn't just, it doesn't really look good for any of us republicans that a bunch of republicans are currently storming the capitol so <laughs> could you maybe tell them to go home <laughs> you want to maybe run this one up the flagpole see, see if he's <laughs> see if he's able to to, to to ease off the gas a bit no okay well good for him <laughs> you do you Donnie. you do you uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they know what happened. And also, uh, just yesterday, uh, Rachel Maddow had a story about how 
five different states uh, sent letters to the National Archives saying, hey, here are the rightful winner, here are the electors for the, for the, for the uh, presidential election of 2020, <laughs> the rightful winners, and these are the electors who uh, have certified their votes for Donald Trump, which was is their right, because Trump won those states, and here's, here are the electors that are going to vote for him uh, when the Electoral College uh, certification happens on January 6th. So five states had the exact same paperwork uh, sent to the National Archives from Republican groups saying, hey, Trump won our state. These are the electors you should be listening to. So, I mean, this isn't uh, coffee boy shit. This isn't the cute... The Q shaman running around the Capitol holding his flag and being all like, "Oh, I'm I'm a I'm an insurrection," as the, <laughs> I'm an insurrection, as the Simpsons memification of that guy made it out to be. This is actual Republican. Uh, I, I mean, it, and all it, if you saw the article, if you saw the story by Rachel Maddow, all those pieces of paper were like the same formatting, the same font, all of it. And the actual states, their actual certificates for the Electoral College were completely different. They all, some of them have like the seal of the state on them and crazy graphics. And they actually put some like time and effort into it because that's a document that's going to be like a historical. Whereas, um, the Republicans just went to Kinko's and were like, yeah, I just want you to print this six times, but uh, just change Nevada to Georgia and then Wisconsin <laughs> and then Michigan. Oh, yeah. And the seven, the seven stars between the, the header and the body. Perfect. Just leave that in all, 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 all the copies. Just those seven stars. It's great. Fucking sweet. <laughs> so it. nailed it. Yeah. So well, well, we've got we've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole. We're supposed to be talking about Tucker Carlson pulling down Ted Cruz's pants and <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. We have to talk about Tug like like tenderizing Ted Cruz's bottom for being a bad boy. <laughs> so naughty. And this, I mean, and this is a uh, this is a recurring theme in Ted Cruz's miserable life. I mean, Donald Trump called his mother ugly, said his dad shot JFK, and Ted Cruz at the 2016 convention was like, "Hey, everybody, I just want you all to vote your conscience," and the crowd like booed him off the stage. And then, like, a month later, Ted Cruz is phone banking for Donald Trump, like a sad boy. And, I mean, I, I half expect Ted Cruz to be cutting promos for Tucker Carlson's show next week. Be like, hey, everybody, tune in to Tucker at 9 o'clock tonight. He's going to talk about how multiculturalism is bad and uh, people who have a last name like mine probably shouldn't be allowed to be in America. But, uh, hey, we got to roll with it because... Tucker basically runs our party at this point. I mean, that, that's just the way uh, it is. Speaking really of which, uh, how, how do you uh, how do you feel about any of these uh, these Tuck twenty twenty four rumblings? Uh, I think they're hilarious. I, I mean, I totally see it as being a thing that could happen. Um, I don't. I mean, Trump was literally just like a professional famous person before he ran for president. So that's really the only standard uh the only two things you need to be a republican primary front runner are name recognition and racism and that's like <laughs> name recognition and racism that's, that's it I, I mean it's just that's what that's how trump won the republican primary was everyone knows who i am and i want to build a wall to keep uh the dusky hued horde out of america and people are like good enough for me that man should be president i mean why shouldn't he 
He wants to keep Mexicans out of our country, and I know who he is. He was the famous guy on television. Someday, he, we'll, someday we'll get merch and <laughs> said yeah, yeah. name recognition and racism. Yep, that's it. I mean, oh god, it's just. The, the the Republican primary voter is like the easiest uh, person in the world to placate. What always blew my mind about his 2016 run was Trump just like saying that shit about, I'm going to build a wall, Mexico is going to pay for it. And he was obviously lying and everybody knew that, but none of these people could attack him. No one could say, hey, Trump's lying about the wall thing. He actually can't do that. If he ever became president, it would never in a million years happen. And if you did that, you would have lost more votes to Trump because Trump would be like, yeah, I can. I can do it. I can totally do it. I'm Trump. I'm the greatest. I'll make well, him pay for that wall. All right, Republican- Mike, while we're, while we're talking about Trump, uh, what I, I, I'm reading here that he uh, got in a little razzle-dazzle with the esteemed governor of Florida. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, joining uh, Tucker Carlson on the flogging Ted Cruz committee, uh, Donald Trump was like, hey, beating the shit out of spineless Republicans sounds like fun to me. So uh, Trump did an interview where he, again, was aggressively, psychotically pro-vaccine. But don't worry, QAnon, he's speaking in code. It's okay. He doesn't really need it. I just, I, it, it has got to be so infuriating to the people that hate Trump that he literally is like violating QAnon's core tenant and they're just giving him a password anyways. But Trump uh, was doing an interview and he said that Republican um, politicians need to uh, just come out and state if they're boosted or not, that you're a coward. If you don't state your booster status, there's no point not doing so. And I'm boosted. The booster is great. The Trump vaccine is great. I've saved tens of millions of lives. Operation Warp Speed. Like the the very slow moving hamster that just drags that hamster wheel that is Trump's brain. Uh, he's latched onto his talking points about the vaccine and he doesn't give a shit about all of the like anti-vax nonsense of the rest of the Republican party. He is going to run hard on that thing and he knows it. And while he didn't mention DeSantis and DeSantis's cowardly office actually has released a statement saying, Hey, Trump didn't name DeSantis in that comment, so we don't know exactly who he's talking about. So we're just going to sort of, you know, roll with the punches on this one and just just see how things work out. We're uh, we're fine with whatever. I mean, we're not we're not at a we're in a confrontation with a noble President Trump. Meanwhile, they know they know exactly what happened because. Like two odd weeks ago, before DeSantis mysteriously vanished for like 10 days and then came back and gave a press conference about manufacturing in Florida where he was breathing heavily and just like gasping for air, (laughs) looking like he had just literally recovered from a really rough bout of COVID. Um, DeSantis had been asked by a reporter, he's like, hey, uh, Ron, have you gotten your booster shot yet? And DeSantis reacted as though the guy had asked him the age-old question, have you stopped beating your wife yet? Like, DeSantis was like, how dare, how dare you ask me about the booster? I've, I've, I've done what I've done when it comes to COVID, and that's all you need to know about it, buddy. I, I ain't talking to you about no boosters. And, um, I mean, given what happened where he vanished for almost like two weeks and no one could find him, and it became a really weird story on Twitter where his... Uh, 
his like official Twitter page was like posting videos of like him attending Friday night football, even though the high school football season had ended like weeks ago. And there were all these other things where they were like, Hey, Ron DeSantis is a man about town, just handling the business of the state of Florida. Like he always does. And people were like, no dude, that photo is like two weeks old. No, that photo is like three weeks old. No, where is he? Why are you feeding into this shit? This is like one of those low-level dumb conspiracy theories when a governor or someone just like takes a vacation for a week or two and doesn't want to be bothered. And instead of just being like, hey, Ron's on vacation. Like Ted Cruz when his state was covered in ice. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh, well, look at the time. It's time for me to go to my annual family trip to Cancun. Sorry, state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. God, so dumb. That was the other thing. I like to think that DeSantis, like those those photos and stuff, weren't old. It was just that in the photos, he's so racked with COVID that they're having to weaken at Bernie's puppeteer him. So he's like on the sidelines, like cheering, but he's just like completely unconscious, just like on a respirator. They're like, "Hooray!" (laughs) This isn't a respirator. It's the it's the most efficient way to get nachos into your system when you're enjoying the game. Yes. So I, I was going to ask you about the DeSantos disappearance because I was gone while all that was happening. Uh, and but everyone's DeSantos. Just... <laughs> why why are you making him Spanish? Oh, DeSantos, 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 DeSantos. Well, I mean, we we had just gotten finished talking about Rafael Cruz, so we just we had just put we had just put Sarge in a Mexican state of mind as about that. So he was like, obviously, DeSantis is Hispanic. I mean, two peas in a pod, right? I mean, uh, so yeah, that went poorly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what happens. That's what nailed happens. it. That's what happens when we don't have a a, a segue outlined up, boys. We're <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just leaving poor Mike Reyes out to dry. <laughs> that was such a, such a, such authentic sadness. <laughs> so, oh, so that that well. oh, I miss this. I miss this. I'm glad to be no. back. Yeah, I, it, I just... Mm. Okay, sorry. I, the the thing is, I uh, if Trump is like not in jail or like just an invalid from all of the fact that he's a really old guy who's out of shape and had a real bad bout of COVID, the twenty twenty four primary is going to be so lit. Those people are going to be at each other's throats <laughs> in the easiest way. So lit. I mean, it's it's because. Because in a way, like Trump is such a weird character now. Because I really don't think the Republicans they want, they're going to want to run on just the fact that like America, like, like everything sucks. Like that's going to be all of this. They're just going to throw everything on Biden and be like, like everyone who's dying of COVID is your fault. Whatever's going on with the economy is your fault. Everything sucks, and we need to like get you out of office because you're a bum. Meanwhile, Trump is going to be running for president under a banner of 2020 was stolen from me. QAnon is basically right. The vaccine is great. Take seven more shots, you stupid rubes. He is going to be so out of touch with the Republican primary field about what they want to deal with that. I mean, it's like it's going to be funny just watching Republican based voters heads just like pop like they're in scanners trying to like reconcile. They're, They're like, well, I love Trump more than I love Jesus. But on the other hand, Trump is getting kind of weird. Mess it up. Trump is Jesus. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, that is possible. I mean, they might just go that far. But... Yeah, remember, he's like the king of kings or whatever. Yeah. The ruler of rulers. <laughs> the, the master of masters. <laughs> yeah, the king of sting. Oh, Trump is all that and a bag of chips. He's he's so great. He's he's truly the greatest of all of us. Oh, yeah, he's the king of pop, all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. When are they going to um, build a big statue of him and float it down the river? Oh, uh, I, well, I mean, they did build that golden statue of him and brought it to that conference or whatever. That was great. Does that uh, count? Oh, I mean, man. when it lacked in size, it made up for being in gold, which is a, which is a much more yeah. mad king thing to be doing. Yeah. yeah. Like it, oh, it, worship his golden bust of me. Put Mardi Gras beads on it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of let's go, uh, I hear that NASCAR has got itself a little let's go Brandon problem. Yeah, so uh, the poor the the, the driver who, whose name is Brandon uh, had been talking about how it was tough for him to get uh, endorsement deals because of the fact that he was involved in that whole "let's go Brandon" kerfluffle. Uh, so lo and behold, while he was looking for some money, uh, Steve Bannon and the rest of the shithead grifters that exist in that world came to him with an idea that he was going to be like the pitch man and spokesperson for the let's go Brandon coin, which is uh, your latest crypto scam that, I mean, it's so obviously transparently fraudulent that if you, if you ever bought yourself a let's go Brandon coin, uh, congratulations, you're the world's biggest sucker. I mean, they're not even, not even close to being remotely coherent or sane. Certainly not a pump and dump. No, oh God, no! In no way, shape, or form are we pumping and dumping this, you rubes. It, it's like when Trump uh, announced his whole thing that he was going to do the Truth Social Media platform, and the stock for that company went up a trillion dollars, and now probably nothing's going to happen with the company. Now it's like tanking like a tanking like a stone. But hey, like the idiots who pumped and dumped that, they they got they got conned, and the people that were doing that scam, they got their money. The only difference for Bannon and the rest of these people in crypto is that crypto is totally unregulated. So pump and dumps are basically just a tactic in that world. Uh, It's just something that people do. They're like, hey, there's this coin that's currently trading at like half a cent. And our goal is to get it up to four cents and then just dump it on suckers. And I've seen those scams. I've seen like people talking about chat rooms where they've infiltrated people doing this kind of thing and setting that up. So. The car has so this this uh, Brandon Brown is the name of the driver. He was going to have a car emblazoned with "Let's Go Brandon" on it and red, white, and blue paint job and all this stuff. But the problem was the real problem for me was on the side of the car. It was going to have like the actual like "Let's Go Brandon" coin like logo on it and being like, "Hey, go to go to this place and buy your Let's Go Brandon coins." So, um. Peddling like dumb merch and all sorts of let's go Brandon bullshit. Like that's one thing. I mean, it's one thing to have a shirt in the back of your dresser that you'll like never wear unless it's laundry day after like three months from now. But it's another, it's another thing to invest like $4,000 in the let's go Brandon coin. And then be like, Oh shit. Now I don't make rent because Steve Bannon hornswoggled me as he did when he conned people out of that out of money for that privatized build a wall go fund me thing he did years ago that he was arrested for convicted for then trump pardoned him for because 
So don't forget that. Steve Bannon, convicted felon. I mean, he's going to be a two-time convicted felon after he uh, gets tried for his contempt of Congress charges that he's been indicted on. But he already once uh, got himself on the wrong side of the law to the point where he uh, was found guilty because he just defrauded people of money. And so wait, totally... but, but before you keep going off on a ban rant, let me, let me circle back here for a second. So your, your, your problem with the branded coin is that it's, it's going to be scamming innocent folks. Yeah, I'd say that's from. Maybe I didn't take enough sellout pills today. I don't give. If you're the sort of person who wants to invest heavily in a let's go Brandon coin, I I think you deserve to get your money taken away from you by Steve Bannon. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're just like, oh, a cryptocurrency based off a meme slander of the democratically elected president of the United States. Uh, yeah, I, I need to get me some of that. Then guess what? You don't deserve that money. Somebody was going to steal it from you. Might as well be speaking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I, do, I will have to say that in the past uh, week or so, I've seen two different Let's Go Brandon hats. I saw a, I saw a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And yesterday, I pulled up to my bank to hit the ATM. And right as I got out of my car, a uh, a truck uh, pulled up next to me, and and the on the back of the truck they had a Let's Go Brandon uh, tire uh, cover on the on it, and I was just like, man, that is um, just being just petulantly angry and pouty at the world, where you're just like, I'm gonna drive around my town and let everybody know I hate Joe Biden, but only people who know the secret code that means I hate Joe Biden on it. Have uh, have QAnon uh, people that are really off the deep end, have they started to go back through, uh, like, videos and photos and such of, like, high school football games and whatnot, in which there is probably likely a player named Brandon, so somewhere in the stands there is a Let's Go Brandon banner from, like, 1998. <laughs> And they're going to be like, see? Like, oh, my God. How deep does it go? (laughs) It's great. I mean, there's got to be a way for us to siphon some money out of it with a scam related to time travel in such a way. Dave G. Not guaranteed. Let's go, Brandon, 1998. (laughs) I've only only done this once before. There were, and I, I, I mean, the, who knows exactly uh, what the origin of this was, but there was a player on the on the San Francisco Giants who's named Brandon, and uh, the Giants had branded "Let's Go Brandon" uh, signs uh, during this this baseball postseason, and like one uh, during one game, the camera like lingered on the sign for uh, like ten seconds, and QAnon was just over the moon. They were like that. Cameraman knows what's going on. Fox Sports knows what's going on. The truth is coming out, bros. And this was like <laughs> any coincidence. No coincidence well, is too small. No, no thing too convenient for them to just make a meal of it. Oh, they're so desperate. They're so desperate for anything to latch on to. And they, they have to make the world about them. That's like the whole point about QAnon is that you're the protagonist yeah. of this great giant story where the fate of the world hangs in the balance. And it's your spicy meme that might tip the balance of power away from the deep state and into the hands of the patriots. It's, I mean, it's just so... 
it, it, it just it's just like trying to make your life more exciting and engaging because I mean most of these people are just miserable for the most part. And yeah, I mean that that's conspiracy thought in general, and we've we've touched on it before. Making yourself you have special knowledge. You know that the reptilians live inside Hollow Earth, and these other people are all idiots. <laughs> Man, and that, that's what I always tell. That's what I always tell you on people when they're yelling at me. I'm like, hey, I, I want you to be right. I really do. I want to live in your crazy magical fantasy world where these things are a thing that can happen. Because the actual world we live in is so b- banal, and it's like really obvious, like what's going on. And it's like, yeah, but but that's you know, the thing. Like the the world that they've even created for themselves is still pretty fucking boring, man. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know, ba- baby blood giving you indeterminate powers in youth I, i'm still not well, sure that's a, it, but that's the thing like the ba- like in the fiction of their thing the baby blood like it doesn't give you any cool powers or whatever right like like the end result of taking adrenochrome is such as like if they take the adrenochrome and they turn into a vampire with the full complement of vampire powers they could turn to mist and control wolves that turn to bats and all that shit and joe biden is a vampire confirmed like that's that like that's not what they're just like oh yeah like and then they kidnap children it's like oh shit what do they do with them oh they suck out the adrenochrome from them oh my god that sounds crazy what's the adrenochrome do eh it makes you look like hillary clinton does it's like, oh that doesn't sound like a very good drug at all historically not the best looking member of the democrats or whatever but certainly the one with the most access to adrenochrome so like there's just no there's just like no the, their their mythos is just fucking boring. They're just like, oh, it's a grand conspiracy to control everyone. And it's just like, yeah, well, how are they doing that? It's just like, by giving out a vaccine. It's like, oh, well, what does the vaccine do? We don't know, man. It changes your DNA. And it's just like, oh, but what But what does it do? And they're just like, who knows? It magnetizes you. Magnets will stick to you. <laughs> what, what are the canon powers of adrenochrome? We haven't talked about adrenochrome in forever. Or do I have it? Do we have it wrong? Do we know what the canon powers of Adrenochrome are? Uh, Adrenochrome is basically, like, it, it has two powers. It's the duality of QAnon, as it always is, where on the one hand, it is the ultimate high. Like, if you take Adrenochrome, it is just better than, like, heroin plus crack cocaine plus sex plus every other debased p- pleasure. It is, like, the ultimate in hedonistic bliss to take Adrenochrome. You're just out of your mind. You can't, you'll never find, you'll be chasing that dragon in perpetuity. And then when they need more on top of that, then they go into the whole fact that adrenochrome extends your life, that it like the, the young blood like revitalizes you and regenerates you. It makes you just, uh, just and, and they love doing like the before and after photos where they're like, here's Johnny Depp on adrenochrome. Here's Johnny Depp not on adrenochrome. And these photos are only like four months apart. And like one photo is like when he's on set and fully made up. And the other one's when he's on the street, obviously after a night out of drinking and he's a, a haggard. They like that's like their thing, and they and they never explain how adrenochrome is both like the ultimate high and also the restorative ambrosia of the gods. I mean, the, it, it sounds pretty great. Like kids have too much blood anyway. They could share a little. They could share a little with me if it's the greatest high ever, and it makes me younger. Well, but, but I mean, it makes you younger and more like that. That part is like obviously untrue i mean so so much of QAnon criticizing democrats are, and specifically democrats that happen to be women 
is talking about how awful they look. They oh, love yeah, talking no. about they love how talking about how awful the women look and how they obviously have big wangs and stuff. So it's just like if they're sucking down a greenacrobe like champions to maintain their vampire like eternal youth, then why do they look the way they do? Like, why isn't like why is it like Hillary Clinton like peak condition like graduated from college Hillary Clinton or whatever? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think I think where Elle's going with this is where QAnon should have gone with it. They should have come up with this cockamamie idea that like uh, AOC is like in her mid fifties, but be- because AOC is just absolutely topped off on that adrenochrome, she's still the smoke show that he, she is now. Because like that's their big thing with her, with, with, uh, with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is that they're just they're like I hate her so much and I wish she would date me. Oh, she's so beautiful. And like they just have that radiating incel energy around her. So if they want to like kill two birds with one stone, that needs to be their adrenochrome story, like origin story with her. Is that like, oh yeah, this story about her being like out of college a few years and like a bartender? That's all bullshit. There's like documentation that like she was born in like the late sixties, and then like one thing leads to another, and yet like here she is now, look not looking a day past like twenty eight. Like that's adrenochrome for you, folks. Like, go hard on on AOC being just an adrenochrome vampire, and that's why she looks good. I mean, that's. I mean, they have. I mean, she look good and also secretly be a man. (laughs) See that that would make too many QAnon supporters question uh, parts of their sexuality that dare not be questioned. I'd have dinner with her either way. That all sounds good. I uh that's she's, like a, she's, she's like, generally fun and attractive. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's go let's go. We could we could talk about whatever nerd stuff you've prepared prepared for in advance. It'd be great. <laughs> She is like one of the only women in the on the in the left that I know of that QAnon hasn't gone hard on the whole transgender thing about. I just um I, I don't know if that's like about like they're they're again that incel energy is like just so aggressive that they just they just can't do it to her they just can't be like yeah she's also a man too because they're just they're they're just they're just cranking it to her so much that they're just like no I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a pass on the trans stuff because if I put that <laughs> my, in my, my head, wiener knows what's up my wiener knows a lady when it sees one. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly. absolutely what's going on there. I mean, oh, I never get hard when I see Nancy Pelosi, obviously a guy. <laughs> That's like the uh, ultimate in gaydar technology for in the mind yeah. of an incel, just a penis that literally won't get hard, except for like a <laughs> like a female presenting like a fab person. Just like yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no deal. My wiener is so smart. It only gets hard for the most womanly women. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Let it be known, L has the smartest wiener on this podcast. Ah, uh, the Adventures in Hell World podcast, where fog is sad air, and we have smart wieners. We, we we're just covering all the bases today. Uh, uh, you know what? I was going to refute that, but I'll just take the compliment. Thank you. My wiener is very smart. <laughs> my wiener, my You're... wiener is smart enough to to get hard over many different types of people You're because welcome, it's like <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's like music. Why why are you only going to stick to one genre, man? Why are you only wanting to play the hits, bro? Go for some deep cuts. <laughs> Not mean? Yeah. Get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, I, think, uh, I, I think at this point of the podcast, it's time for me to take a nice big handful of sellout pills because it's time for us to talk about our Reaper Roundup. Gather around, folks. It's time for the Rono Roundup. <laughs> I hadn't heard that bump. I've been gone. <laughs> Oh, I, I, we only played the bump like once, like a million years ago. <laughs> but uh, because and, and I so obstinately refused to call it the Rona Roundup. We all know what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk <laughs> about the the grim specter of death looming over all, giving them yeah. out their prizes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the yeah uh, the uh, Herman Cain Awards section of the podcast. Um, so uh, Doug Kuzma, who was uh, part of the group of guys who had been a uh, victim of the quote unquote anthrax attack at that convention that uh, Joel Altman, who uh, Trapezoid and uh, Trapezoid and L, we had the conversation about his uh, damning evidence and the Doodlegate thing. Uh, so Doug Kuzma had uh, posted some stuff about how it wasn't going great for him and he was probably going to have to go on a ventilator and uh, now he's dead. So, yeah. So, so, uh, well, I mean, but uh, if you're according to QAnon, uh, that was an anthrax death. Uh, that was not, in fact, a COVID death. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the COVID right. merely weakened his immune system to the point where the anthrax <laughs> killed him. There are no COVID deaths, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so he, uh, yeah, so he uh, passed away from the uh, the COVID. And then uh, Kelly Cannon, who is another uh, aggressive anti-vaxxer who had been celebrating the fact that she was never going to bow down to uh, medical tyranny and all that good stuff. Um, also uh, COVID and uh, passed away. And, and, and the thing is, is that now that we have this... Uh, Omicron is practically like the most transmittable virus we've seen in like ever in like recorded history. So all of these QAnon people who are um, posting all these stats and they're just like, hey, look at all these cases of COVID. I thought these vaccines were supposed to solve something. Obviously, this proof the vaccine doesn't work. If Omicron had hit us first, like the world would have been destroyed. <laughs> this is so transmittable. It's we'd not be in a good way. That's for sure. No. Oh no. Yeah. We if we didn't have vaccines at this point for this, we would be fucked. I mean, uh, like the whole like the whole fake American lockdowns that we did, uh, that would not have been tenable. We would have had to do real big boy lockdowns, like in Australia and New Zealand, and then you would have had crazy pants people trying to break those lockdowns, getting Omicron, and a lot of them would have died. I mean, even if uh, and the, the other thing that was like really. Um, that kicked off at the start of Omicron was that it was so uh, contagious and it was so transmittable. And 
early signs in like South Africa had been like, hey, not a lot of people are dying from this. It's milder. The like, QAnon was just like, yes, Omicron is the white hat cure to the Delta yeah, virus. We and, definitely talked about that. Yeah. And, the, and, white, and, the white hat version. Yeah, the, the white hat COVID. Here comes, here comes Chad Omicron to save us all. Right. So we had this dumb narrative that QAnon had created around this. And now it's just like, oh, wait, it's actually not that mild. It's actually killing people. <laughs> this is at, quite bad. Yeah, it, it's actually killing people at roughly the same clip as like Delta and Alpha did. And uh, oops. And because it's incredibly more virulent, um, if you're unvaccinated, you're very likely to get it. You're very likely to transmit it to all of your unvaccinated friends. And then, yeah, like one to three percent of those people are going to die. But wow, that's... would you would you put it like that? Maybe Omicron really is the Chad virus we needed to <laughs> basically free. Oh wait a minute, yeah. sorry, I, I forgot. I was supposed to. I'm supposed to be on on sellout and all now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they did. It. Maybe they did to up my dose. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry that all these fucking dumb unvaccinated idiots are catching Omicron and dying. It really bums me out. I promise. So much. I'm so bummed out, guys. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, I don't know what the uh, French pronunciation of Jose is, but uh, Jose Everard, uh, a member of the French Constituent Assembly, uh, he too was a uh, anti-vaxxer, part of the the French Congress, who uh, contracted COVID and died. So what, what blows my mind about these people is... Don't they know that this is all like kayfabe? Don't they know that like the like vaccine denial is just pro wrestling? Where you, know, you go in the back room, you get the vaccine, like Tucker did, like Laura Ingram did, like every employee of Fox did, uh, like Trump did, and he brags about it. You go and get the vaccine, and then after you do that, then you rail against them. But you don't actually like you don't actually have skin in the game. You don't actually like don't take it and run. The risk. I mean, because as as for all the bullshit QAnon says about oh the pure bloods, it's like no, dude. Like if if you took a blood sample of someone with a vaccine and someone who was unvaccinated, never in a million years could you figure out which was which. No, like it doesn't impact your blood that way. It doesn't alter your DNA. It doesn't turn you into a human alien hybrid. You're not a reptiloid if you get the vaccine. Uh, no, it it makes it so God can't see you anymore and you can't get oh, into yeah. heaven. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, our all-powerful all God gets tricked by our vaccines, and he he loses sight of his beloved creations. I forgot. Uh, oh. I said I, I brought that up at uh, Christmas, and my one aunt who just, like, kind of got it was just like, oh, so that's what the booster is. It lets God see you again. And I was like, <laughs> that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. I, I just, it really, it just, you're really high on your own supply if you are, like, a member of Congress. I mean, that just that just blows my mind that you would actually, mm-hmm. like, you strive, you, you work so hard, you actually achieve success in your real life, and then you're just, like, so, you're just so lost that you actually get to the point where you're like no i sincerely hold my anti-vaccine principles 
as a reality. Like, I really believe in this shit. Right. I've, like, so lost the plot that I don't understand. I'm just supposed to do this shit to scam suckers for money and votes and credibility. Like, I'm actually just going to do it. I'm not going to get the vaccine either. And then the next thing you know, you're dying. And then you're just like, oops, I guess the... The Chi-Com bioweapon that's also harmless. God, it's just so frustrating, their mythology around this virus. It's so nonsensical. But, um, yeah, I I, I mean, it, like we had that bout of Delta before where all these different right-wing radio hosts were dropping dead from COVID. And no one from Fox News was dropping dead of COVID. And it kind of <laughs> told you, it kind of told you who's actually playing the game and who's an actual true believer. And... That's what makes me that's what just it just blows my mind that this is like what's what's happening where you can't see reality and you actually buy into this shit. And it just it just goes to show that anyone can be conned. I, I it really is striking to me that that's a thing. I, I, I hope that uh, I mean, I don't hope, but I, I, I hey, I hope I mean, it would, it'd, be, it'd be hilarious if like in 2024, Michael Flynn was like on the cusp of winning the Republican nomination. And then he just got like just laid out with covid. And it was like, nope, Michael Flynn was a nut. He just actually didn't get vaccinated. He totally truly believed in this shit. He rolled the dice for many years and then it caught up to him. Like that would just be like a perfect like storybook ending to all this shit for him. And also, while we're uh, while we're here in the the Rona roundup, uh, special shout out to that plane full of Canadian teens or whatever the, the oh, Canadian yeah, college the, students, who the influencers, <laughs> yeah, who went on a who went on their their uh, totally unsafe not. Uh, not like not COVID friendly plane ride down to Cancun or whatever, and they got fucking stranded there as their government refused to re- like allow them back in the country. They were just like, "Hey, you guys <laughs> took a bunch of vines and TikToks, uh, vines. Uh, you guys took a bunch of TikToks and Instagrams uh, showing you partying on this plane and passing around vodka bottles and doing vaping and nobody with a mask on and yada yada. So uh, how about how about no Canada for you? And then you got to hear their. <laughs> They're they're snotty, tearful, uh, please, just be like, oh my god, I didn't know it was going to happen. Please let me back into Canada. So funny. Like, if you're a fan of Schadenfreude, I highly recommend reading the appeals those people are making to their government to get let back into the country. It's just like, I didn't think those regulations were for me, because I'm like, totally white. (laughs) <laughs> yes they're for you and for everybody to enjoy uh and enjoy being stranded in another country and like but <laughs> please continue to write us letters complaining about how expensive hotels are when you have to live in them every day for your whole life because you were a dumb fuck who couldn't just not party during covid <laughs> oh man yeah, it's that is that whole thing about you're the protagonist. Like the rules don't apply to me. I'm not going to get COVID. None of this stuff is going to happen. And then uh, when you fuck around and find out, oh, woe is me. Oh, how could this happen? And it's like everyone told you it was going to happen. Like <laughs> literally everyone, the the government, the news, the world was like, if you film yourself breaking all these quarantine protocols. For your government specifically, I mean, Joe Rogan had a sold out show in Canada and Canada was just like, no, you're not vaccinated. You're openly not vaccinated. You are not allowed in our country. You can't come in. He's like, well, I guess I got to cancel. I mean, it's not going to hurt his his bottom line any, but he, he was just like, 
I guess I don't get to do my sold out show in Canada. It's like, yeah, fuckhead. Oh, oh, QAnon was so happy about that. They were they were like, yeah, Joe Rogan's standing up. Like, he's walking the walk and talking the talk. He's so brave. I love Joe Rogan. And it's like, Joe Rogan, he might have enjoyed doing that show, but he doesn't need it. He doesn't care. I mean, the, you, the world can't touch him. He defeated capitalism by being a dumb bro who now panders to like the worst impulses of the right wing in, in our society. I mean, well, now, now yeah. their hero gets to be that tennis pro, right? Dovac or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Novak Djokovic. Oh, the, uh, I saw a guy uh, posted a thing on social media where like Djokovic did not back down and now God will reward him with the Australian open championship. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna uh, win this. T- yeah, God, God, who you know, like let World War II happen and all that shit. God's gonna micromanage a tennis tournament so some rich millionaire can win another trophy for his trophy case because God cares about that shit on a on a very detailed level. I genuinely hope and wish this is an honest wish that if we ever get to the point where we can do a live show, our first live show is at the Satanic Temple. <sighs> Uh, the Satanic Temple, like in Salem. Yeah. Have you seen that place? It's incredibly small. It, it yeah. Would, like, it, uh, listen, I, I don't have big hopes for our. Uh, I, I'm aware of its size, and that's why. Don't I let logistical issues get in the way of Sarge's edge. His okay. edge lording and like <laughs> just be like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm we're, aware. We're all gonna drive up to the show in a in a hearse. We're, we're gonna get those uh, those African uh, pallbearers to like carry our casket in, and then yeah. they're gonna drop us on stage. We're gonna emerge. Listen, I, I'd us, love to I'd, show a fifteen hundred dollars a piece. I'd love to be able to sell, say we sold out our first show, and uh, that we only needed to sell thirty tickets. That's why we sold out. <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. The, hey, uh, dream big, Sarge. Dream big. I, I dream reasonably to start. And then yeah, someday, someday stadiums. Yeah, but for for now, that tiny black house in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, I I remember uh, like a, like a, like a couple of years ago. I don't even I don't know. I may have been pre Rona. I don't remember, but I I kind of did like a sightseeing tour of Salem and took a bunch of photographs and stuff. And I stopped by the Satanic Temple, and I had like a tweet up that was like QAnon's worst nightmare. And people were like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's the home of the Satanic, the, like the Church of Satan in Massachusetts." And they're like. Oh, doesn't look like anything to me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that that black house that got turned into a church was a lot more iconic and interesting in Salem than uh, the current Satanic Temple is. Man, uh, do, uh, do, do you bet the people who run the Satanic Temple are like kicking themselves that that property wasn't available by the time they, they got like they got going in Salem? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to be. They had to be. I mean, oh, my God. Like this is some serious deep cut Salem talk for for everybody, but uh, for those for the, for those who know for the Salem townies that are listening to the show, all like two of you, man, we are we are nailing that demographic because that house was like fucking the shit. That was such a ridiculously iconic house. They even had the sign on the side of it saying "Not a church, get over it." I mean, it was just that thing was just one hundred percent Salemite. Yeah, and definitely not the Church of Satan, which is a different, no. which is a different black house in Salem. Apparently, I've never been to the yes. Church of Satan. Uh, the, the Church oh, of Satan. 
Yeah, it's incredibly boring. We'll have to go by there one day, and you can just look at it and go, "Wow, wow!" Like, <laughs> wow. Sarge was just Sar- Sarge was really dreaming small. So yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Anyway, speaking of dreaming small, are we ready to get into our listener questions? Something <laughs> like put into me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. The, the audience loves it when you abuse them a little bit. Yes, yes. Uh, it's so, a super uh, bad move. That, that's that's how you know that I'm really wheelbearing my testo- my testicles around is because it, I occasionally abuse our audience by accusing accusing their questions about being dreaming small. <laughs> that's right. I'm questioning your ability to dream big. Got him. <laughs> take, take, take that, audience. <laughs> we showed you who was boss. <laughs> Uh, no, wait, please come back. Oh, God, no. This was perhaps misleading. Patreon.com slash poker politics. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> so uh, our host from last week, uh, RN Shark, asks, uh, how deep do you think he is willing to lean into this? Or should I say, how deep are the Anon's pockets? How will Ronnie, my favorite opera star of the night, uses as a talking point in fundraiser? Can't wait. And it's a link to a story about how um, our boy... Uh, Fincham, the guy running for uh, Mark Fincham, who's running for the attorney general of um, secretary of state of Arizona, is now going to be an actual speaker at the uh, Trump rally in Arizona that's upcoming this week. And Fincham has made it clear that he's basically a a QAnon believer and in it to win it. 100% supports the big lie. 100% supports like all the nonsense that QAnon promotes and parrots. He's aiming for the QAnon vote exclusively. So the fact that you're getting a dyed-in-the-wool QAnon believer at a Trump rally is uh, not a great look, even though uh, Donnie Vaccines is uh, working really hard for everyone to admit they got the booster. Miserable cowards. On the other side, he's also platforming. Yeah, he's also platforming the people that are talking about how the bad guys drink blood of children, even though that's a given very cool powers, although it may make AOC extra sexy. I don't know. Um, yeah. And so, I, I yeah, it, it's just the continuing merger of the Republican Party and QAnon. Like they're they're basically inseparable at this point. Like the, if you're a Republican voter, if you're a Republican candidate running for office, you kind of have to know how to pander to QAnon to get those votes. Because if you're in a primary, someone's going to go for those votes. And if you d- aren't a big enough fish where you can actually just tell QAnon to fuck off, you might have to dip your toe in those waters also. Because that's how you win an election, by getting more votes than the other guy. And <laughs> sadly, that John might- Madden here. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Boom. Tough act to Acton. Uh, not a sponsor of the podcast, sadly. But get at us, Athlete's Foot Spray. Rest we'll, in we'll power, King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, uh, today I saw that there's two different lunatics running against Greg Abbott in Texas. I didn't even – I know Alan West was running, but now there's a different guy that's also running that's just like, Greg Abbott isn't racist enough for me, so I'm going to replace him. And when I'm the governor of Texas, well, we're just going to get rid of all the non-whites. Uh, Don, <laughs> Don, Don <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
Don Huffings is apparently uh, running in Alan West's lane of crazy people trying to unseat the current crazy Republican governor of Texas. So, I mean, it's just it's just it's just a race to the bottom and there is no actual bottom for the Republican Party. They will never stop getting crazier and more fascist and more divorced from reality. I mean, it's just it's just who they are at this point. There's no separating them. Yeah, so uh, thank you for the question. Uh, up next, uh, apparently RN Shark th- thought that uh, being one of our most generous patrons and also hosting the show gave her the power for a second question, which I will grant her this one time. It absolutely but does. But yeah. you're pushing your luck. You're pushing your luck, Shark. Uh, what are they saying about the death of Kristen W.? Has anyone said she was deep state and that Donald finally put one down for the Patriots or did they miss the opportunity for another victim of the Soros, Abramovich, Oprah, Beyonce, pedophile, snowflake culture? Uh, Kristen was, uh, I for, I'd, I'd saved her from the Rona Roundup because she was another person who died of COVID recently. And uh, QAnon's response to this has been total silence. They have ignored it totally Crickets. because, yep, because it ruins their narrative. They don't like talking about actual QAnon promoters who are supposed to be able to cure themselves of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all that other like bullshit that they've been peddling. If you're a QAnon promoter and you die of COVID, that's like an impossibility. That's like a thing that can't happen because you know the secret truth about what the real cures are. So when that happens, you just get unpersoned immediately. Like you died of COVID. Guess what? We I, I don't I don't know her. Who who's who, who is she? Was she anybody? Cut to all these photographs of you hanging out with her and various QAnon conventions, rallies, whatever. Nope, don't know them. It's like the photos of Stalin, where all of his various people that he has murdered are photoshopped out. I mean, it's this is how they are. Are, are, are any of those photos of Trump with Epstein? Oh, Trump was just keeping his enemies closer. That's all that was. Where it's just like you show it to a QAnon supporter and just like just like a Westworld character, they're like, it doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) I I always made a Westworld joke earlier. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, their their response there is just deafening silence because they don't want to talk about that because. Because they have the they have the real the real answers. They're the ones uh, talking about the stuff that we're going to get into with the, from the question from Cleodora Silvestri, who has uh, changed their name to be is right clicking on all your NFTs. That's right, your NFTs are now in the possession of Cleodora. You no longer have your nice. bored ape. It, it is now somebody else's bored ape. And uh, they ask, anti-vaxxers have so far taken hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, peroxide, eaten dirt, and are now drinking urine. Uh, what is the over-under that they will finally commit to eating actual shit? Um, I love this question because it's a funny thing to think about and genuinely possible in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel like I th- if if we could get into the ear of the right QAnon supporter, we could make a shit-eating trend amongst QAnon people happen tomorrow. I don't doubt this. Like, it, it, like if we somehow got praying medic to say that they received a vision and God told them that eating shit is the only way. I bet we could get at least a handful of QAnon supporters to have shit in their mouths before nightfall. <laughs> more than zero. Yes, more than zero. Um, I think you kind of have to start it off as being kind of uh, like new wave and like high end stuff. It's like uh, 
that coffee that like elephants or lemurs like eat the beans and then shit them out and then they extract the the like digested beans out of the crap and then they make coffee out of it and like people pay like huge money for that coffee so i mean if you can like start us down the road on that level I think you can get there. I think you can actually uh, get these idiots to do that, especially if they can sell it. If they can monetize the uh, COVID curing shit, they will do it immediately. I mean, that will 100% be a thing. I mean, I, I, um, I'm, I'm assuming that the growth would have to be like, yo, I'm unvaccinated. My shit contains the antibodies you need. So I will be happy to sell you my shit so you can eat it to get a 100% organic you know, government tamper-free cure for all, all your Rona ailments. Please eat my feces. Please eat my feces. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's like the guy from Mid's Warehouse. You're going to love the way my shit tastes. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with uh, bat guano because, like, bats are, like, the whole, uh, like, the, the, we... The bat, the bat virus is what started COVID. So I was thinking, like, you do this thing where you talk about how, like, you've you've like found bats that are are immune to COVID because they've had this virus running through their communities for centuries. So you've harvested guano from like just like just COVID infested bats, and obviously the the uh, immunities, the immune properties that the bats have transfers through the, the guano. So eat, eat bat shit, and you're going to be fine. And you're gonna be great. So you just go in the bat caves, you just swab some crap off the walls, you sell to suckers, you make big bank. It's easy peasy. Yep. Do you suppose Donald Trump could sell his own Duke and have people eat it? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Do you, at all. Do you suppose that he, would he even have to claim that it had any special properties? Or could it just come in the paper bag? I mean, it just sells Donald Trump shit, and they would just duck in. This is a tale yeah. as old as time. The Catholic Church would preserve the the poop of saints and say it was holy. Like, there's nothing new under the under the sun, and there's no new grifts. They. <laughs> Like, yeah, but but I don't think I don't think the Catholic priest was trying to uh, the, uh, was trying to eat that saintly poop. They wanted to no, they're just it. holding it and blessing. Yeah, but that, but that's what that. I'm saying. Like like the the question that we are answering is: Do we think QAnon QAnon anti vaxxers will eat shit? Yes, I mean yes. That that's... and then our riffs are supposed to be: How do we get them? We're we're not. We don't want them to be softly cradling a Trumpy. Like like a Trumpy Dumpy, like like swaddled in a blanket like a baby. We want them to be manja. You can't see me, but I'm making the... the, the ma- yeah, no, I know what you're doing. I know, I'm, I'm I, doing I, the, I know. I'm doing that Italian thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, I, guys, we did it. We broke our record. We've talked about eating shit for the longest we ever have on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I was like, man, coming back... 2022, a- baby! <laughs> coming back from a month of not doing this... It's gonna be rough. Got to kick the kick the rust off. Get these tires spitted again. All right, ten minutes talking about shit eating. Yes. Hey, hey. I mean, I brought him. Hey, we 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 got through the whole let's go Brandon Coy thing without making a single Cars reference. I believe. I was I was so I was so tempted to try to work in a Lightning McQueen there, but uh, <laughs> I did. I saved it for our eating shit segment. Yes, I'm proud take of you. That, take that, cars. You get you get relegated to the shit eating section of the podcast. Yeah, <sighs> proud of you, buddy. So, 
Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question, Cleodora. And we now go to Zef Marshak, who asks, how unified are the conspiracists politically at this point? If Trump were not to run, would they fracture between Lynn's guy and Flynn's guy? Would they get back together behind the eventual nominee or would they keep fighting Hillary Bernie style? Uh, I absolutely do think that there's no way if there was actually two rival factions fighting each other that they would be able to heal the rift between the two sides and present a unified front against the Democrats in 2024. I mean, on the one hand, there would be people trying to peacekeeper that shit. There would be people being like, look, guys, it, like, it sucks that the uh, Linwood endorsed crazy person didn't win the Republican nomination, but... Biden is a blood drinking pedophile, so we have to go against him. But then there would be people, and probably Linwood himself, would be like, "Yeah, get fucked with that. My guy got jobbed, and you know it. Like these elections are rigged. Biden's going to win anyways because it's rigged. I will never. I mean, so I just, I really don't think that there is going to be that kumbaya moment where everyone lets bygones be bygones, and they just, like, they just roll with it, and they try to actually beat the Democrats. I don't know how big that block of uh, like non-voting QAnon supporters would be, but it would exist. I mean, if 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 Donnie Two Scoops doesn't get the nomination, I mean, imagine if Trump Trump won, ran in 2024 and he didn't win the nomination. I mean, QAnon would just walk away from the party immediately. They would write in Trump. You would get all these people with like photographs of their ballot in the ballot in, when they were in the booth with like Trump's name written in, just being like "fuck both parties," like hashtag Trump's my president forever. Uh, oh god like if if they had the possibility of having their binky where I, where trump was alive unindicted and ran for the nomination and didn't get it like if they had the, if, if if their binky was available to them and they couldn't vote for him oh god would they they would just shut down immediately no chance in hell they would back DeSantis or like whatever milk toast like centrist piece of garbage the Republicans put up for them to support. Here's your, here's your chance to vote for Mitt Romney again. Boo! Pelts Mitt Romney with rotten fruit and vegetables. I mean, oh man, like that would be an absolute dumpster fire for the Republicans trying to curry the QAnon vote. Uh, so, uh, yeah. What else we got? I guess I covered all that. So our final question from the audience is from the nerdy horror fan. And they ask, how many votes do you think Ron Watkins will actually get if he doesn't pull out of his bid for Congress, like single digits, double or more than we think? Or do you think any money he gets from grifting and disappear right before the voting actually starts? Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if I brought it up last week, but Ron started, um, posting uh his merch store for his run for congress and literally everything the hat the t-shirt like the, the tote bag whatever everything on the store was thirty dollars and he made and he made the statement that ten dollars of every purchase goes into my campaign which means twenty dollars goes right into my pocket where it's staying you suckers so I, I, I really, I really have to see what the Republican primary field for that district looks like, and it's probably going to be really competitive because the uh, Republicans have uh, they've 
redrawn the districts. They've gerrymandered it. And uh, O'Halloran, the Democrat who is the only Democrat representative from uh, Arizona, he was in District 1, and now he's in District 2. And he made a he made a post where he's like, District 2 is a lot more Republican than District 1 was, but I've never shied away from a fight. Now I will always represent the good people of Arizona to the best of my abilities. So I say to the Republicans, bring it on. And so, like, because if you're a Republican who wants to win a seat, this looks like a seat that's winnable because the Democrat's holding it. And now it's probably like a, like a plus Republican district. There's probably more Republican voters than Democrat voters. You would think the serious candidates would actually be jumping into that district to try to win it instead of Ron Watkins, the QAnon moron being their representative. So I really don't think Ron has that much of a chance, but I went to Ballotopedia and the people running in that district to the moment, and Ron wasn't even listed. They got it wrong. They still have him in District 1, not District 2. But the people running in District 2 seemed mostly clown shoes. There was, like, one lady who ran for, like, a county college chancellor or something. It was, like, a non-party-affiliated uh, um, office, and she beat somebody. So, like... At least one person in the in the group had a uh, election under their belt, but I didn't see any like blue chippers showing up to take this like kind of like uh, custom made district for a Republican to win it. So, so long, long story short, they it, he's running a grift. He is running yet another grift, and he just has a merch store because he knows QAnon dum dums will buy his merch regardless of what he puts out there. And it seems really unlikely that he's just going to take the money and run because he can keep milking these people for money if he just like gr- griffs until the, the vote then gets smashed. He could just be like, well, we fought the good fight and we did everything we could and we didn't win, but maybe again in the future, please keep giving me your money. Yeah, and even even if it goes bad, even if he doesn't win, he won't. Um then he can just say, "Oh well, we we lost," and just I I'm I'm already firing up the to get the funds for my my next campaign. Like it's so easy; it's right there. The writing the writing is on the wall. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the th- and the other thing is is that uh, he'll he can obviously just claim voter fraud. He can obviously just claim that Dominion screwed him. I mean, who knows if he's if he's going to be willing to like like shake poke the stick at that bear, but. He can obviously claim that he got jobbed by uh, nefarious means. He doesn't have to, uh, like, just say, oh, well, I lost. Uh, big ups to the people that beat me. I hope you beat that evil Democrat in the general election. I mean, he can just he can just throw a fit and uh, tell people to write in Ronnie Watts in the, in the general election or whatever. I mean, there's lots of different ways he could go with it. But, yeah, the, the grift ending and him slinking off quietly into the night, that's not one of the options he's going to take. No, but it's all, it's all right there. Like it's super obvious. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, our final question as always is uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Well, I got a PlayStation five finally, and I am looking forward to, uh, yeah, Mike shaking his fist at me. Uh, I managed to score one, and it was while I was out traveling, so uh, friend of the pod uh, and my personal friend uh, picked it up for me, and it was here waiting for me when I got home, and I, it was uh, 
So I'm looking forward to uh, play some more of that uh, when we're done. You lucky dog, you scoundrel! Yeah, yeah. It looks like I'm. Uh, it looks like I'm. I'm quickly becoming one of the few people I know that haven't yet managed to get their hands on a PS5. Not that I especially want one, but I mean, I do have a little bit of FOMO, despite the fact that my intellectual brain tells me that there's nothing to fucking play on it yet. Yeah. That new uh, that that new game from the Dark Souls people does look pretty cool, though. Yeah, I Elden Ring. I have that Elden pretty. Ring, o- o- open world Dark Souls or whatever. The, yeah. uh, the open world is a gimmick that is like a force multiplier. It does make me a lot more interested in. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm interested, or I, I'm looking forward to hopefully finally being able to play some, uh, get back to doing some board gaming. There's uh, a lot of shit going on the past couple of weeks, so it's been cutting into my fucking board game time, and I'd, I'd really like to play uh, a bunch of a bunch of stuff that has come out. Uh, slash I just got my hands on for the holiday season, including but not limited to Obsession, Brian Baru. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing some more Clank in Space, some Res Arcana. Nice. And uh, I feel like there was one more that I'm missing. Oh, Tapestry. There we go. Boom. So there, there's, some, there's some quick board game recommendos uh, for people who are listening uh, because that is a, a short list of stuff that I am excited to play more of. Um, yeah. Especially Brian Baru. That game is surprisingly good. And I, I guess kind of hard to find at the moment. What is that game about? Is Obsession the uh, court intrigue game? Yeah, uh, Obsession is the, the Pride and Prejudice style board game where you, you build a fancy estate and host fancy events for fancy people to try to catch the eye of a duke or a duchess. That's awesome. It's got a bunch of sweet custom meeples to represent your like footmen and handmaids and butlers yeah. and de unter butler, <laughs> de unter butler. <laughs> yeah and there's an expansion that adds uh cooks and some other type of job there there there's an expansion that adds two different type of meeple <laughs> yeah that game's really fun i i, I like i played it uh i played a, like uh, about a year more than a year maybe 18 months ago or so with sarge and then uh, i've been trying to get my hands on a copy uh, but it's been out of print for a little while. They just uh, got their most recent big boy order off of the boats that had been stalled due, due to Rona. So there were 20,000 copies available. And I pre-ordered one of them. So, yeah, Obsession is a good time. Uh, Brian Baru is a area control uh, game. You're like, ta- like it's a it's like a plate spinning. There are like tracks you have to manage kind of. And then like, but the end result is that you want to you want to be conquering uh, Ireland or Britain or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm bad with geography. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not if it's not America, I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So well, I, I'm excited to get back into the board game saddle. That's uh, that's my 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 goal. Uh, once I am done, sort of uh, taking a, a time out from social interaction uh, yeah. to see if I develop any Rona like syndrome symptoms following my vacay. Yeah, uh, I uh, actually finally got to play my first uh, game of Spirit Island, which was uh, fun. I think we screwed up, I think, because we kind of won too easily, and I think we made a lot of mistakes. So we probably didn't give the board as much power, because that's like a pandemic game where it's a cooperative battle against the board uh, situation. So I'm looking forward to trying that again, uh, hopefully uh, making sure that either we just dominated and the game, we need to actually start doing the challenge modes or not. Um Beyond that, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, just uh, editing and working on my book that I finished like a couple weeks ago. Hey, uh, nice. Q and, 
Yeah. And I've had a few people ask me about the book and about editing and uh, DJ Minimal Effort has been looking at the book for editing purposes. And I sent it to a couple other QAnon researchers that I trust, uh, mostly because um, I had been talking to someone about uh, like publishing the book and I was getting really bad vibes in the sense that like, they were just sort of like, hey, we'll just talk to management and it'll all be bingo, bingo, bongo. It'll be all easy breezy. And I'm like, don't you have to review my book and read it and see if I'm not plagiarizing or <laughs> like, like, no. And, and, and like literally, and then, and then the whammy hit me where they were like, we love your book. And in order to publish it, you need to pay us like $4,000 over the course of the next year. And I was like, no. No, I will not do that. So, yeah, like going on Amazon Spaces or whatever and learning how Kindle works. So, yeah, so that's going to be a magical little adventure. And I'm also trying to improve the audio quality of my room. Uh, for Sarge and Elle who are looking at me, they can see a giant blanket resting on, the, on one of my walls that I put there for noise deadening. Because I, I definitely want to like uh, also do an audiobook version of it because I think that's a real easy way to uh, have people like take in the knowledge of it. Because this book is just literally my cue is all, all always wrong thread, just made meteor more massive and expansive. And then it also has to cover the last year where there were no cue drops to dunk on because Q quit and gave up on this crap. So yeah, that's awesome, man. You're just just getting crackalacking on that. So yeah. Well, good stuff with that. Uh, with all of our hopeful wishes and uh, dreams being aired out, it is time for us to strap ourselves to the giant Acme rocket and blast our way, uh, hopefully out of Hellworld and not uh, to explode all over the launch pad like so much Wiley e. Coyote. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a blast getting back into it after uh, a week or longer away in Sarge's case. Uh, we appreciate your continued support. The easiest way to continue to support the show even more in the future, in perpetuity forever, is to simply tell a friend or give us a, give us a five-star review or write a review. Uh, just do whatever you can to get the word out about us. However, if you have some money and you'd like to give that money to us, you can do so by visiting us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where you can find over 40 hours of bonus content, including series such as Kabbalah and the newest uh, the newest special bonus drop for all of the boys, What We Do Out of Shadows, where the boys are looking at Out of Shadows to determine how crazy it is, and the answer is fairly. Uh, so thank you so much, our beautiful Lord Babies, for all of your support. If you have the money and you don't want to give it to us, you can go ahead and donate that money to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and that sounds pretty fucking dope to those of us here at the Adventures in Hell World podcast. As always, I need to thank DJ Minimal Effort, who remains too cool for social media, for the use of our wonderful theme song and its Castlevania-esque chippy bips and bops. Uh, the voice of Q, the voice of our drops and our content warning and everything in between is our voiceover artist, Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of myself and Sarge, we have a spinoff podcast where we talk about pop media. It's been on a little bit of hiatus due to holiday craziness, but we will be getting back to it this week. So you can find us over at the Bingeworthy Podcast. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. That is available wherever podcasts are provided. You can also find us on Twitter at Bingeworthy. So once again, we're it's good to be back, everybody. Thank you, our beautiful babies, for listening. We love you, and you know that we do. Uh, and I am going to be signing out as always, for myself, Hellworld L, the bald but still beautiful Hellworld Sarge, 
and our incredible expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Thank you, everybody, and good speed, patriots. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.